Hi y'all, John Alcorn, that one dude 2020, really the CEO and founder of the God Over Money Sports Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is not the Los Angeles LeBron. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. How did he get blocked by LeBron James on Twitter? Talking about, you know, wanting to inspire and, and like, I'm inspired right now. I want to run through a brick wall for you right now. I Cutthroat. It's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. God put me in a position. Technical issues on my part, I apologize here, but welcome to another episode of the God Over Money Sports Network solo show. John Alcorn, a.k.a. CA and founder, CEO and founder of the God Over Money Sports Network, host also of the John Alcorn Show. We've got a great show coming for you, a great Bible verse, a great story, and some news for Dan about a special guest and or another show coming to the network for the God Over Money Sports Network it's very, very soon. Before we get started here, folks, make sure to check out the God Welcome to the John Alford Show. Check out the God Open Money Sports Network on your favorite social media platforms. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel on all the podcast platforms. You got Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any podcast platform that you can think of. The God of Her Money, John Alford Show, and soon Complete Sports Talk will be on all podcast platforms. Again, folks, if you have any prayer requests, text 281 675 5081 or email Network at gmail.com. One of the members of the network will be there to answer your text, call, or email. Your prayer request is private and won't be shared with anyone but the one you shared the prayer request 
with. But without further ado, let's get into today's prayer break. Lord, we know it's been a crazy time, but we I, I'm working on this. I hope this can inspire others to put their faith in you that no matter what, another NFL season, let this be an opportunity to reach someone that maybe didn't think about it before. In your name I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Our Bible verse, though, is Psalms 37, 39. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is your stronghold in time of trouble. A lot of times we all go through situations like the Jaguars today. Unfortunately, Travis Etienne most likely will be out for the season. You have those type of setbacks with NFL teams, with NFL franchises. We have setbacks when it comes to jobs or job hunting. There could be so many setbacks. But like it says in Psalms 37, 39, I'm working on that, so I'm going to practice what I preach here is that our stronghold in time of trouble, and even when it's good, or the bad. Our stronghold comes from the Lord, and of course, our Jesus and God's word today is talking about more. Like I said, we like to bring God's word and the NFL together here, make sure we bring His word, and also talk about football. The Dak Prescott story we know the story about him last year. Unfortunately, could be out for a couple of weeks. But what's the biggest thing about this is not necessarily really how tough he is physically or anything else. Is his faith in God in this time? of trouble. But without further ado, let's get into the show, The John Alcorn Show on the God of Money Sports Network here. And we are super getting closer to 100,000 total views on all podcast platforms. Started that one in 2020, February 15th of last year in all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the MI6 Sports Network YouTube page, also with the Previously, that will do 2020 show on the MI6 Sports Network. So thank you all so much for the support on that right there. Well, let's get into the show today. Man, my top five quarterbacks. Again, this is just opinion. This isn't facts. And again, folks, I am not responsible for your physical or mental health. If you agree or even if you disagree with any of the takes that I have this say. Without further ado... Top five quarterbacks, in my genuine opinion, in the NFL, not just for last, I'm not talking about last season or two years ago, none of that matters. I'm talking about right now in the NFL, anything can happen, injuries can happen, setbacks can happen. My top five quarterbacks here, number one, I'm going to have to say is Tom Brady. You can say, oh, Patrick Holmes is old or uh, younger. He has the better arm. Yes, that can be the case. You can easily make that argument. I say Patrick Mahomes has the best arm in the NFL. But here's who I say it. Not just because Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. What separates the good from the great quarterbacks? A lot of quarterbacks can be very good quarterbacks. But when those good quarterbacks in big games, in the playoffs, in division clips and games, in NFC or AFC championship games, when they make those mistakes, they can quit back and turn around in the second half, turn away from those mistakes and make those clutch plays, come back and win the game. That's a separate from the good and the great quarterbacks here. So Tom Brady, I'm going to have to say number one, seven Super Bowls, 10 appearances. Man, who knows? Could have had nine or 10 Super Bowl rings. Either way, there is no doubt in my mind that Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Again, folks, pending injuries or any other situation that could happen to either Tom Brady 
or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two, this should be easy, is Patrick Mahomes. This guy, Super Bowl MVP in 2020, MVP in his second year in the league, first year starter, the greatest arm in the NFL at the quarterback position, went to back-to-back Super Bowls. But not just what he did in the past, especially what we're talking about right now. For this 2021 NFL season, with the weapons, with the running game, with however the defense decides to play, the way he is in and outside the pocket and is mobile, but man, there is no better arm in the NFL than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you just never know in any way, shape, or form, but folks, we'll be right back. Just a very quick 30-second break. And folks, we're just taking a quick break as other things come up. The John Huffman Show and the Gutter from Money Sports Network. Talk about my top five best quarterbacks, not favorite, my opinion, top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Anything can change based off of injuries. Number one, Tom Brady. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. And number three, I this is just my opinion, so I'm not responsible for your physical and mental health. If you agree, disagree, all those great things, is Josh Allen. We've talked about the story before, but we're not talking about before and past. Right now, what he can do, the Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen connection is second to none. There is no, in my opinion, at least in the AFC East, if not even further than the AFC East, there is no better quarterback and receiver duo right now. I know it's just one season you can say it's like, we're talking about right now. You got Zach Moss, Devin Singletary as a backup here. I believe they have Emmanuel Sanders here for Josh Allen. Get throw to the both veteran receivers. Both receivers have been to the playoffs. Emmanuel Sanders has been to, I believe, a Super Bowl or two, playing with my Broncos for multiple seasons. So Josh Allen having that experience in terms of, hey, this veteran receiver can teach me what to do. Except on this, we had his great connection last year. Josh Allen could be, should be in the MVP conversation and should have a chance to be NFL MVP, no doubt of my mind in any way, shape, or form. Number one, Tom Brady. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. And number three is going to be Josh Allen. I apologize, folks. We'll be right back here just having some little bit of technical issues. Quick break, technical issues, responding to messages of all over the sorts here, but we are back talking about my top five favorite quarterbacks in terms of top quarterbacks for the 2021 season. You have Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and our last two really shouldn't be surprised because even if let's, let's break down the teams right now in the NFL, if you really 
what to be that Brady Lambs. The Patriots, now Steelers, Big Ben, a lot of questions. Broncos, they don't have their quarterback. The Eagles, the Raiders, the Vikings, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Washington football team, the Saints, Cardinals, iffy with Cliff Kingsbury, Detroit, the Colts, Jets, Jaguars, Titans, Chargers, the Bengals, the Falcons, maybe the Cowboys. Being brutally honest, number four would have to be Aaron Rodgers. Some people could say, hey, oh, I know, and, and it's, we're not talking about the past. We're talking about right now Aaron Rodgers being a top four quarterback. You can say whatever you want, but we're not talking about the past. This isn't Marvel. This isn't Isaiah when he won sports many, many years ago. Before we continue, Brandon Harris says, what's up, John? What is up, my man? Thank you for turning into the program this afternoon. And uh, we're talking about NFL, my favorite top – or not favorite, top five NFL quarterbacks, Brandon for the 2021 season, pending any other injuries, substitution, or rule supplication. So, Brandon Herrera, anybody that's going to be watching this program here tonight or this afternoon on the God Over Money Sports Network, what are y'all's top five quarterbacks for the 2021 NFL season? Not your favorite, but top five NFL quarterbacks for the 2021 season. So far, we got Aaron Rodgers, number four. Josh Allen, number three. Number two is Patrick Mahomes. Number one is Tom Brady. Now, number five, I was a little bit iffy on. I know I've talked about this team being a first quarter team. We know this is a quarterback list. For right now, I'm going to say Russell Wilson. And again, even if you look at the teams and, like, like be honest, like Stafford, I think, could be on this list, depending on what happens this year. So if you look at, like, the NFL teams – the Cowboys, if, if Dak Prescott could be MVP level, we can have a different conversation. Injuries, who knows? Atlanta, I'm not really too sure about Matt Ryan. The Falcons, the Bengals, Chargers, Herbert's headed on his way up. There's no doubt. I think he could be a chance of the MVP conversation this year. Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, I think could be probably number five there. I may actually put uh, Ryan Tannehill at number five. So question mark on that one. The Jaguars, who really knows? I mean, Travis Etienne's out for the year. No, one of your main dual threat weapons, the Jets, the Colts, L Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have to advance farther in the playoffs, and Lamar Jackson has to be a better passer. Because you look at this whole list that I have so far, whether you agree or disagree, Tom Brady can throw the football very well. Patrick Holmes can throw the football very well. So can Josh Allen. So can Aaron Rodgers. So can Russell Wilson. We've seen Lamar, and we've seen some plays where, like, yeah, that's a phenomenal throw. He has to upgrade that. And also in his mental game, his first initial reaction cannot be run the football, run the football, run the football, run the football, because that's not going to get you to a Super Bowl. And even if it gets you to a Super Bowl, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. You're not going to win your division. You're not going to win the AFC. You're not going to win the NFC, whatever quarterback you are in any way. Brandon Herrera comes in the same. Cousins is number one. Just kidding. Hey, you can Brady, her, we can do an April Fool's top five quarterback list. That could be number one of this list right here. Again, number one and two, Brandon, were kind of difficult because they're such great elite quarterbacks. Brandon Harris is number one, is Patrick Mahomes. Totally understand. I can't fault you for that. Number two, the GOAT. I mean, Brady, 
Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Four, Josh Allen. And five, five is tough, though. I agree. That's why I was like, Lamar has to improve as a passer. Yes, they won a playoff game yesterday, but they ended up losing again, second year in a row in the division around. So I'll even say this for Eddie Ferrer or anybody that's watching. Let's say we have this 2021 season that happens. And the Baltimore Ravens go past the division round. They go to the AFC Championship game and elite air get close to winning that game or get to the Super Bowl, then I would put Lamar Jackson over Russell Wilson if somehow that happened. But if we have a similar result as last year with the Ravens in the playoffs, with Lamar always initial reaction, running the football again and again and again, then I'm going to have to stick with Russell Wilson for now because it's tough, though, both because both Russell Wilson and uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying it's all their faults. I'm not putting the Ravens' struggles all on Lamar. I'm not putting Seattle's struggles all on Russell Wilson. But you see kind of a pattern, whether it's their fault or not at all, or if they get the blame at all, is that both of them struggle in the playoffs. I think that's the one of the things you talk about with Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Do Which one do I prefer? Yeah, Russell Wilson is more of a veteran leader. He's very experienced in the NFL. Won a Super Bowl, you can say, because of the Legion of Boom, but whatever you want to say. Russell Wilson's been the two Super Bowls. Well, the Ravens and Mark Jackson have to step up this year. There is no more excuses if you're the Baltimore Ravens. But here's also the thing, Brandon, though, is that even if the Ravens lose in the division around a wild card again, of course the Baltimore Ravens are going to sign into a long-term deal because you're not going to get a quarterback like Lamar Jackson in terms of how excited he is to watch. But at the same time, the Baltimore Ravens, who are they going to pick in the draft that's going to match Lamar Jackson in terms of how he plays? The Bieber and loss. It's kind of the lesser of two evils when it talks about at the quarterback position. Brandon Harris is number five. Russell Wilson, Jackson, and and Stafford. I agree. This is where I understand like some people could be harsh on Stafford, but before we're not talking about the past, but we've already talked about that on um, another show here on the Gutter for Money Sports Network. But yeah, I agree with that list. It's fresh because what do three of those quarterbacks have in common, whether it's their fault or not? Both of those quarterbacks struggle in the playoffs. Wilson they obviously can't address their defense because there's so much gap as it gets for Russell Wilson's contract, Jamal Adams' contract, Lamar Jackson. You look at what Sammy Watkins or Hollywood Brown, both are not starting certain receivers in any way, shape, or form. Matthew Stafford, a great arm, now finally has the top elite weapons, a much better offensive line. Yes, you have your star running back out for the year, but you got a backup. So who knows what can happen? I can't fault you for that list at all. Brandon Herrera also says Lamar Jackson should have been a Viking. They passed him on the side cousins. Now, do I think Lamar should have gotten that? I think the reason why they he got picked in the first round, I believe somebody else, I was talking to somebody else the other night, um, uh, one of my people I talked to and friends I talked to is that so many people, when they see Lamar Jackson, they want to relive the career of Michael Vick in terms of how great – Michael Vick was as a runner, but look at both quarterbacks. Yes, Lamar Jackson has like the decent numbers, but he has to improve better as a passer in terms of his initial reaction. It cannot be to run every single time. If you really look at it, Michael Vick, he was a lecture. Yes, he was an improved passer with the Eagles and was a great passer with the Eagles. But before that, in Atlanta, yes, he was a great runner, but he couldn't pass. He couldn't play what 59, 62 com completion percentage every single year. 
So that's where we that's where we need to have the distinction. You can be very fun to watch. You can have great running numbers, but look at the passing numbers. And that's all I ask. And would have been interesting to see Lamar in Minnesota, but the question like the type of offense that Mike Zimmer would have, I think, is really the issue here. Because is it going to be an offense that runs, runs, runs? And if that's the case, the Raven or sorry, the uh, Minnesota Vikings wouldn't work out with Lamar Jackson. Now, who would you rather have coaching? Lamar Jackson. Would it be Mike Zimmer or Jordan Harbaugh? Harbaugh's been to the Super Bowls. Mike Zimmer has come short time and time again. And I believe once his Kirk Cousins contract is done and they can move on from from Kent Cousins or Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer could be on the hot seat, in, in, if not even farther than that. I think he's a coach that has underachieved over the over these last couple of seasons. Again, just because I said that he's underachieved doesn't mean I'm putting all the blame on him. I'm just telling you what I see with my own eyes. You have the Teddy Bridgewater offense. You have the Case Keenum offense. It wasn't a pass-heavy offense at all. Case Keenum, yes, had, what, 20 to 23 touchdowns, a career year, only, what, seven to nine interceptions, a career low, a career year for almost 3,500 passing yards. Even the years that Teddy Bridgewater was there as a starter, he wasn't putting up MVP numbers, and they didn't need to because they had – of course, at the time, Adrian Peterson, future first ballot Hall of Famer. So it was a run type of team. But if Lamar has to improve as a passer, I'm not too sure. We're getting to too many what-if situations here with Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, and the Vikings. We'll stick what-if to let Marvel do that here. And Brandon Herrera agrees. I think a lot of people are agreeing on that. Lamar Jackson has to improve as Pastor Alex Carreras says, what's up, my man? Again, the Cowboys talk on his social media platforms. Please go check that out. And of course, Alex also says, and that in Prescott's defense, he does need an offensive line that can stay healthy and do his job. But it's up to Prescott to be accurate and consistent in passing. I agree. And we say, like, the offensive line is the most important thing for a team, for a quarterback. But even before that, was Dak Prescott like the guy that like he could be a, a Wilson or maybe a Lamont or, or a Rodgers or Mahomes? No, he never will be. But maybe the Dallas Cowboys don't need him to be. I agree the offensive line has to be better this year. But the question, even if the offensive line protects him, is he really fully going to be 100% from an injury? I'm not a doctor. I don't know the injury. But I do know, folks, is that a lot of quarterbacks, they come back a year after they got injured, and they weren't 100%. So Cowboys don't rush him back. And I'm rooting for Dak on and off the field. Brandon Herrera, Vikings fan, says Zimmer is on the hot seat right now. I agree. I definitely think that you should. There's no reason. And we're not going to hash the whole thing out. There's absolutely no reason why the Minnesota Vikings should have signed Kirk Cousins to that fully guaranteed contract. And the Jets are looking pretty smart at it right now. Because if I remember, weren't there Argos saying that Jets were offering a three- or four-year deal to Kirk Cousins? That obviously was a smart idea that it didn't work out and trading Teddy Bridgewater for a third-round pick. And now, potentially, at least for now, the New York Jets have their starting franchise quarterback. I'm not sold on him at all, but... Who knows? Rookie quarterback, opportunities, anything can happen. Alex says Prescott needs to be Prescott. Now I'll ask you, what do you mean by Prescott needs to be Prescott? When a player is focused on becoming on the next whoever, 
That's a major distraction. Exactly. That is a major distraction. Dak Prescott doesn't need to be Lamar Jackson. Dak Prescott doesn't need, doesn't need to be Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, or Wilson. He needs to be Dak. That's like when Tom Brady came into the league. Whatever you think about him as a quarterback, Tom Brady was set to be not the next Montana. He was set to be Brady. And that's why he's been successful. And that's why Dak Prescott could be successful, hopefully, if he's 100%. Be Dak Prescott. Don't be anyone else here. Give me a on the top five quarterback list for anybody that's just tuning in. And this is just my genuine opinion. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and of course, Russell Wilson. Again, that five spot could be a couple of guys you could put in there, maybe like a Stafford or anything else, but Penny, whatever happens for next season, who knows what can happen in the 2021 NFL season here. But our final, really final topic of today, we're talking about the AFC and NFC predictions. I went my opinion in depth on it on the X Talking Ish Facebook and the YouTube page. So feel free to check it out on the X Talking Ish. So I will share that video on his social media page. But break it down, really going to the AFC East. Just talking about the Buffalo Bills side of things. Zach Moss is coming back, potentially going to be 100%. Devin Singletary, you got Stephon Diggs, you got Emmanuel Sanders. Obviously, I picked the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East. I mean, just even if you just let's ignore the Bills in the AFC East for a second and just look alone at the quarterback position. Just to say for the Dolphins, the Patriots or the Jets. Dolphins, they have to uh, they made the ultimate mistake of letting Ryan Fitzpatrick go to the Washington football team. New England, you got Cam Newton being the veteran guy. Let him take the reps so Mac Jones can learn. Mac Jones, rookie quarterback. The Jets, rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson. You have to start on week one. You got Corey Davis. You have some weapons here. You maybe see what happens on defense. Carl Lawson is out for the year. So in terms of injuries and satisfaction, it's in the favor of the Buffalo Bills. You got their running back. Again, this are Running back by committee, you got the quarterback, you got the receiver, you got the time, and you got the defense. Yes, you got all those things, and then beat for even attached that all these positions, they're fully healthy as of right now. So if you look at the Dolphins, two uh, huge question mark, Patriots, quarterback, Carousel, the Jets are going to be the Jets. First year head coach of Robert Salon, defensive minded head coach. So who knows what can happen, but I picked the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East this year. You know, I'm going to predict the Buffalo Bills to make the Super Bowl this year. If I'm wrong, I can I can handle being wrong, and I won't make excuses at all in any way, shape, or form. But I pick the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East. Josh Allen should be in the MVP conversation this year. He was last year, and I believe could win the MVP this year. I'll take you a step further. If Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills go to the Super Bowl this year and win the Super Bowl, what is the legacy of Josh Allen in Buffalo? That's the question to leave it there. Dolphins, Tua, I really don't know. Being a left-handed quarterback or formation, the throwing motion is definitely going to be an issue for me, and it could be an issue, a huge issue for the Miami Dolphins this season. The Patriots, who knows? Bill Belichick's first year having a young rookie quarterback that he drafted. I mean, it's not like this is a different situation with Belichick. So what type of offense is he going to run? Whether it's going to be Mac Jones for a couple of games or Ken Dunn, there is no reason to start Mac Jones week one unless somehow Ken Dunn is out six, seven, eight to nine plus games. Because when you have a young rookie quarterback, yes, 
young rookie quarterbacks get better faster. But the issue is now is that you need Cam Newton to take the reps. Make sure the offensive line is set. Let him get hit time and time again. Sometimes a rookie quarterback, when they learn the most, is not always on the field. It's also on the sidelines. Look how much Aaron Rodgers learned from Brett Favre. I'm not comparing him to him, but it's in the same similar situation. Where look how he learned on and off the field. Like, oh, Patrick Mahomes learned with Alex Smith playing on the field, being the starter that year, 20 touchdowns, five picks, had a, what, 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions through the first five weeks of the 2017 season. Patrick Mahomes learned from Smith. Rodgers learned from Brett Favre. So we kind of see a pattern here. Now, unfortunately, not every single team has that star veteran quarterback to learn from. So you just have to work with what you have. The Buffalo Bills, I can see them going 13-4. and four. The Dolphins, maybe I'll be generous to say six and eleven, seven and ten. I'm just I don't see anything in two, especially throwing motion, being left-handed. That could be an issue, and it could lead to a lot of unexpected turnovers for Tua Tagovailoa. The England Patriots, if Cam Newton starts and they do just the defense running game, maybe Matt Jones starts for maybe a game if they're up 10, 15 plus points with two or three minutes left in the fourth quarter in the entire game. I can see the Patriots going eight and nine, ninety-eight. Eight or nine, nine and eight, maybe. Again, anything can happen in the NFL. Yes, they're going four and 13, five and 12. There is absolutely no way that they would make the playoffs. It doesn't matter what Isaiah or anybody else says. Who knows? Maybe the Jets do have their starting franchise quarterback. The AFC West, Chiefs, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Quarterback Carousel in Denver. Raiders, who knows what's going to happen. Gruden and people with that hire going to be, hey, Gruden, you need to step it up this year. And there was even a story, even a story, even a rumor that's saying this offseason in free agency, the Raiders tried to trade back for Khalil Mack. So, Mr. Gruden, we finally figured out, oh, trading Khalil Mack was a ridiculous decision. I don't know if that is a true story or not. This is what we heard all around. Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs are winning the AC West. There really shouldn't be that much competition there at all for that division. Obviously, I'm excited to see what the Broncos could do. Some people say that Drew Locke is going to be the guy. Some people say Teddy Bridgewater. We'll see what happens week one. But they have the Chiefs winning the division. Maybe the Broncos could get like an extra wild card spot there. Looking at the Raiders. Can, is Josh Jacobs going to be fully healthy? What's what's going to happen to that defense? Because, man, to 2019 Raiders defense played very decently. Jonathan Avery coming back. And in 2020, what happened? That Max Crosby and those guys just took a dive in production, in defensive production. So that's definitely unfortunate. Who knows of the sorts here in the Chargers? Justin Herbert's only going to get better. Now, the question mark for me, not necessarily the biggest thing, but huge question mark for the Chargers would be their offensive line and running game moving forward. But Justin Herbert has a bright future with their cover. 4,000 yards his rookie year, and who knows what can happen with Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers in 2021. I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning the division, and maybe the Broncos can get an extra welfare spot. I had the Raiders missing the Chargers missing the playoffs, and I believe the Broncos and the Chargers could compete for the extra wild card spot here in the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, could go 12-5, and 13-4.
The Broncos could go nine and eight, ten and seven if Teddy Bridgewater is a starter. If Drew Lock is a starter, I can see it going seven and ten, eight and nine. I just don't see anything in Drew Lock unless there's an insider that's saying anything at training camp. I hope he succeeds with wherever he goes and maybe he needs a, a different change of scenery. Who knows? But eight and nine for Drew Lock, nine and eight, ten and seven. Teddy Bridgewater is a starter. The AFC North, folks. Oh my gosh. The Browns, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Bengals. The Browns, I believe, will win the AFC North. But that extra wild card, that wild card spot between the Browns and between the Ravens is going to be key for both teams. Yes, the NFL put the, the Browns put the NFL on notice in 2020. Now the NFL knows what the Browns could be about. They're not just a team, a sorry team that could have four, five, maybe six total wins. Like at the Ravens, Lamar has to be a better passer. For some reason, there's this notion in the media there that there's a Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes rivalry, which absolutely has to be crazy and absolutely has to be insane. Lamar Jackson has to beat Patrick Mahomes once here. But the Browns have to stick with what they do well. Just because it isn't working, it's because how your bread and butter of an offense is set and it's not working early on in the game. They shouldn't abandon their bread and butter as an offense to try something else. A lot of times with NFL offenses do that on the spot, on the spot, especially in a key rival game, they end up screwing. Not just that game, but maybe potentially screwing up their entire season. I can see the Browns going 11-6, 12-5, and I think the Ravens could be around the same record, depending on what happens maybe with how Lamar plays against Patrick Mahomes in the 2021 regular season. Steelers, I could see nine and eight, ten and seven. I just, I don't think this went all right now. Big Ben could retire. Most likely, it's going to retire to the twenty twenty one NFL season. They're not set to succeed because if it doesn't work, they have. They're already going to have to destroy a lot of that. They don't have a lot of money. Yeah, they drafted a first round running back. You got Najee Harris. You got Juju, Dante, Chase Claypool. Soon later, contracts are going to expire. Who's going to be the quarterback? Dwayne Haskins. Could, I'm not saying he's going to be the guy. He could be. I'm rooting for him. Who knows? But the AC North, I believe, is going to be the most exciting division this year. Not the hardest division, but one of the most exciting divisions in football this year. I had the Browns winning that division by just barely a game against the Ravens in the wild card spot. And the last division in the AFC, of course, folks, is the AFC South. Unfortunately, Travis Etienne is out for the year for the Jaguars. You kind of look at a team like the Titans where no, nobody in that division, nor the Colts, nor the Jaguars, are going to stop Tennessee in terms of Derrick Henry. If you look at the Colts defense, there's Leonard, Gerard Sheard, I always pronounce his name, my apologies, and those guys, Malik Hooker, and you got all those, de- or I believe Malik Hooker's on another team, so let me know if I made that mistake here. But you have, they have very, very good productive Defensive players, but they, I, I don't see a Khalil Mack. I don't see Aaron Donald type of player that's that physically dominant. Aaron Donald type player for the Colts for the Jaguars is Josh Allen, defensive player for the Jaguars, somehow magically going to stop Derrick Henry. Now the thing is, question is now is 
that even let's say somebody in the AFC South or even in the entire AFC or NFC that stops at the deep when the defense stops Derrick Henry at whatever game in the 17 game season. What they can do magically if Derrick Henry is stopped, you throw it through Julio and AJ Brown, and magically it's going to be okay. Because realist, being honest, that's not reality here, folks. We're not living here to live in fantasy. I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm not responsible for your physical or mental health if you agree or disagree. Because last year, the year before I get history can change, and I hope I'm wrong. When Tennessee offense is stopped, or when Derrick Henry is stopped, the offense is practically mush. It's banana pudding. It's bland. It's boring. Can it change with Julio Jones this year? Can football history repeat itself? Yes, but it's a new season and new opportunities. But I'm, I'm going to thank the Tennessee Titans to win that division. I can see the Titans you know, most likely going 11-6, 12-5. The Colts, it depends. Eason, 8-9, maybe 7-10. It just who knows. Can you really rely just on that defense and the running game? With two young quarterbacks, one coming out of Texas and one in the second year of the Colts. Who knows? Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Man, you obviously you got you got your defense, you got your offensive weapons. Of course, yes, Travis Etienne is a huge loss. We also have James Robinson there, who had a great uh, rookie year in the NFL. So not all is lost for the running back roster for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now to the NFC. Predictions. Yet the NFC East folks, the Philadelphia Eagles, Washington football team, unless there's another name that comes out, New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys. I've most likely said this before on the John Awkward show or the Gather of Money Sports Network, but I have no doubt in my mind. Washington football team is going to win the division. Great young defense, great running game, great underrated receiver under that's almost as underrated as Allen Robinson and Terry McLaurin. Again, Ryan Fitzpatrick, a 26, 27-year-old and Tyler Heineke. They've been in the NFL for multiple years. Better, The best defense in the division. There is absolutely no way the injury-prone, older defense of the Eagles or, of course, most of the defense for the Giants or the Cowboys. I know you get Michael Parsons, a great, promising career. You saw what he did in the Hall of Fame game. Again, it's a very small bit of film, but I think Michael Parsons has a promising NFL career. But her, not just like just on paper, how great that defense is for Washington. And the next two to three years, if Washington, the Washington football team plays their card right and gets a starting long-term franchise answer at the quarterback position, I can see them contending, not just in the NFC East, but in the NFC. Are really the Eagles sold on Jalen Hurts? Let's just put this to rest with the NFC East prediction. If Jalen Hurts is their guy, and he's they're 100% sold on Jalen Hurts, 6-11, 7-10. I don't know what Jalen Hurts doesn't do anything different. Jalen Hurts doesn't do anything special. But I hope I am wrong. Washington football team. Fits magic for the first couple weeks, so they're going to have to rely deeply on that defense and Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin getting a little bit more open when Ryan Fitzpatrick probably throws the ball a certain way where you're like, oh my gosh, that ball was just absolute duty. The New York Giants, though, it's Danny Penny. Saquon Barkley is coming back from injury. 
who's really like that great star receiver. You had that star receiver in Washington. You had that receiver in Dallas. You have the uh, first-year receiver out of Alabama, the one, the Heisman Trophy. So out of all these seasons, the Giants, who's their clear-cut, easy, elite number one receiver, they can have different opinions on that. I'm just not too sure that Danny Penny and injury-prone or coming back from injury and Saquon Barkley could really lead this division. But again, it's not just the not known as the NFC East. It's known as the NFC least. So who knows? I think the Eagles going six and ten. Sorry, six and eleven. This year in the NFL, Washington football team, you don't necessarily have to have a winning record. As to last year, Jack Prescott coming back from injury, that could change. Keyword could change. I can see Washington going 9-8, and 10-7 if Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't matches 30% of offensive production of what the defense does as a defensive production. Dallas, if Dak is fully healthy and starts all 17 games, Eight, nine, nine, and eight. I just don't see it's going to be competitive, not because it's a great division, but because of how bad teams are in terms of what positions that they do or what positions they really don't have. Washington football team, I can see going nine and eight, ten and seven. Giants, I'm sorry, folks out there that are Giants fans, five and 12, six and 11. This is beyond. This is really Daniel Penny, Daniel Jones, or starting franchise quarterback. Probably not. With Dak, if they're healthy, and I'll keep it pretty much up, but I could say 9-8. and eight. I just don't sure if Dak Prescott's healthy. Can they take that next leap here? The NFC West, now the toughest division in football this season. The Arizona Cardinals, a premier potential, could be a playoff team. All these teams in the division could end up going to the playoffs. But the reason why I am not going to say the Cardinals is because of Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury got the job because he had a personal relationship with Kyler Murray. And what do I tell you, folks? When you make a, a personal, emotional decision, and if you make a make a business decision based off of emotions, it doesn't work. He's not the guy. They were 6-2 and two last year, fell off a cliff and went 8-8. Eight and eight. That is absolutely unacceptable. I could see them maybe a chance making the playoffs. I don't know. But I don't see them winning that division because of Cliff Kingsbury. And mind you also, Broncos fans, who's that defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals? I'll wait because there's definitely a trauma. Vance Joseph is the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph could be the fall of the Arizona Cardinals in 2021. Seattle, like I said, they're a first quarter team, first four to five, six, maybe seven weeks. Or is the narrative of what we see so far in the season? Russell Wilson MVP. Russell Wilson MVP. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. They're getting it towards halfway or midway through the season and towards the end of the, the campaign of the NFL season. You see the offensive production go down. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have much of a defense besides Jamal Adams. I don't blame Russell Wilson for getting his money. When you have that much money against the cap, you're not going to be able to get guys to help make your offensive line or defensive line better. I could maybe see them making the playoffs here, but also bring it to the night. The San Francisco 49ers side. 
Jimmy Garoppolo. There was no NFL team that would trade for him. But can he stay healthy? If somehow Jimmy Garoppolo does, let's say, 45% of what he did in 2019, top eight, top 10 in passing touchdowns, almost 4,000 yards passing. I can see the San Francisco Fortnite's getting in that extra wildcard spot. Oh, it depends on Jimmy Garoppolo staying healthy. The Niners were sold. Andre Lance, they, they traded away a ton of picks. High picks, mind you. They drafted him third overall. But bringing in a rookie quarterback too early is going to hurt that team. Going next, though, to the Los Angeles Rams. Finally, Matthew Stafford has the whole team round of Aaron Donald. Those guys on defense, Matthew Stafford. You also got a Cooper Cup. You got Robert Woods, another very underrated receiver. Yes, your star running back is out for the season. Running back back committee. If you know the arm of Matthew Stafford, we know he's done in the past. We know, understand as fans, the criticism of Matthew Stafford. But this is time to put the Rams on that. They were in a Super Bowl two years ago in 2019. I believe the Rams are some under pressure because their Super Bowl window is the next couple of years. But I believe that the Los Angeles Rams, right now, unless somehow Cliff Kingsbury turns into the opposite of Cliff Kingsbury, I see the Los Angeles Rams winning the NFC West, but it's like maybe half a game to a game. Because it's this, this division, like I said, is going to be the toughest division in football this year. Look at the Cardinals, Seattle, 49ers, and the Rams. Who, who's going to have the better running game? Let's break it down just on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, the Cardinals got Chase Edmonds. You got James Carter on the one-year deal. They used to be drafted by the Steelers. Injury prone. Who knows if he can be any good? Chase Edmonds is a very, uh, very exciting young running back. Is in the number one guy, running back back committee, Seattle, Chris Carson, injury prone, Rashad Penny, a bust. The Niners, Raheem Mozart and Jeff Wilson, are they going to be 100%? Los Angeles Rams, you lost your star running back for the entire 2021 NFL season. So just looking at the running back side of things, it's going to be tough for every team. It's going to come down to potentially a couple of drives or a couple of passing plays. For the entire division, not just because each of the teams don't have a great running attack, it's because of coaching issues or maybe that quarterback needs to take the next step. I see the Rams going 11 and 6, 12 and 5, and winning the NFC West, but every game is going to matter. One interception would be like throwing 100 turnovers or having 100 fumbles. Every single second matters more than it does necessarily in, let's say, the NFC East. Again, I have the Rams winning the NFC West. The Niners, I could see them maybe like going like 6 11, 7 10. It's just so many issues with Jimmy Garoppolo, Seattle. I could see them making that. I could see Seattle taking that last wild card spot in the NFC over the Arizona Cardinals. Not because of like Kyle Murray isn't any good, not because they don't have decent weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Cliff Kingsbury. And Vince Joseph. Those two people are going to be, if the Cardinals have a bad season and miss the playoffs, are going to be the downfall of their team this season. The last two divisions, easy answer. The NFC South, 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers, the Saints, and the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, like I said this on the Coast to Coast uh, football show this past Sunday, the Atlanta Falcons are sending mixed messages. The Atlanta Falcons are like a high school. In terms of one day they're mad and one day they're happy. One day they want to study and get all A's, and, or one day they want to go party and hang out with their friends. Which one is it? Do you want to party? Do you want to get all A's? Which one are you trying to do, Atlanta Falcons? Are you trying to rebuild? Or are you trying to contend? Byron's contract in the high to mid-late 40s down to the early 22 or $24 million. That doesn't, doesn't spell contending for the playoffs. You trade your veteran receiver in Julio Jones. Yes, you drafted Kyle Pitts. I believe it was 7th or 8th or 6th or 4th overall. I can't remember. Get Kevin Ridley a great receiver too. Who's your number one receiver? Most likely it's going to be Kyle Pitts just because we know the excitement and the electrifying of Calvin Ridley, but we don't know. I don't know. And I get history and things can change. But who knows if Calvin Ridley can stay 100% healthy this season for the, the Atlanta Falcons. I see them going 5 and 11, 6. I'm sorry, 5 and 12, 6 and 11. I don't see how they, there's no way they're getting to the playoffs. I'm sorry for Falcons fans. Everywhere, this is the Bucks divisional lose. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are winning the division. The Panthers, I'm not really too sure of their head coach. The Saints, this is a fake quarterback battle. They get clicks, they get views for people like myself and others in sports media. They talk about this for weeks upon weeks, just like the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer that finally came out last night. The Bucs are going to win this division. It's going to be easy. But don't take your foot off the pedal. Don't take your foot off the gas. Once you let your guard down, just because it's easy, doesn't mean you should. Take it as the Panthers, as the Saints, as the Falcons, are all elite playoff teams in terms of how you handle and how you approach each game. And that will make sure that the Bucs are going to win this division. They're going 13-4. I'm sorry. like The Panthers aren't going to beat them at all. The Falcons – are in delusional right now. You have the Saints who, oh, it's between Taysom Hill and um, Jameis Winston. No, it's not. It's Jameis Winston. He's going to be the guy. Got LASIK surgery. Who knows? Is Michael Thomas going to play there? Most likely, if not, is that drama going to be affected in how the office is run? Sean Payton's only had Drew Brees and only had to rely on Drew Brees. But now that Drew Brees is retired, there could be a lot of questions on how the office is set in year one without Drew Brees. The Bucks are winning the division. Panthers are going 4-13, and 5-12. and 12. I, There is no way. There is, I can't think of anything. Like poor drafting in year one, I think, set the, set the Carolina Panthers back. First year, Matt Rule, really Baylor the football program. You drafted all defensive players. You went out and got Teddy Bridgewater, signed to a two- or three-year deal, didn't draft any, any offensive lineman to protect him. No matter who the quarterback is, you have to draft offensive line. Didn't do that. McCaffrey's coming back from injury. Is he going to be 100%? Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's career with the Jets. Sam Darnold was there at quarterback. Is that really going to be a factor for the Panthers? The Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons had the absolute displeasure at being in the same division as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last division is the NFC North, and after that, we're going to go to today's Isaiah 
roast set. So again, it's all good and fun. We're all brothers and all in love here. It's the Packers division to lose. Some people could say it's the last dance for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. For any Packers fans out there, do you all think this is Aaron Rodgers last year? With all this drama warranted, I don't blame Aaron Rodgers for being frustrated to a certain extent. It could be the last year. We got Randall Kai back. Devontae Adams is there. Aaron Jones is there. Montez Scantling is back. Who knows what's going to happen with the Green Bay Packers in 2022. But we're talking about 2021. They're going to go win that division, go 13-4, and four, maybe at worst go 12-5. and five. But Without further ado, folks, let's go into today's Isaiah Roast Sesh. Give me here just a moment here as we get that. Folks, this is all good and fun. This is all good and fun. We all love us and we appreciate it. But there's nothing wrong with talking trash about your team or another team. But when you record that embarrassing video and you send it to the group, we're going to show everyone out there those videos that you guaranteed were going to happen. Without further ado, Isaiah Rosas coming up. There's literally no urgency with the Oakland A's right now. This team acts like they're still playing either in April or May. We're in July right now. There's only two months left in the pennant race. Turn the level of urgency up now. Oh, really, Isaiah? Let's talk about another one. Chappy? More like crappy. Really? Really, Isaiah? Chappy? More like crappy. Folks, I got the box score from today's Giants-A's game right here in my hand. Let's see, shall we, how Matt Chapman fared against the San Francisco Giants today. Matt Chapman, let's see. Let me go to Chapman. Hmm. Chapman. Uh, Chapman... 0 for 4 with two strikeouts as well as coming up empty when the A's had the tying run at second base in the ninth inning. And all they needed was a clutch hit by Matt Chapman that would have tied the game. But no, Matt Chapman could not cash in and could not deliver when the A's needed him to deliver the most. This dude was absolutely rubbish, not only in this game, but the entire series. I don't give a damn if I see him in Las Vegas, or I see him... Really? You said Matt Chapman was the feature for the Oakland He was the guy. Now you're back tracking. Again, this Isaiah Rochester, folks, is all good and fun. All we're really doing is like, there's nothing wrong with sitting and doing this. We've all done something embarrassing. But you record it and sitting to the group of guys that love to tease each other. It's almost like they're asking for it. No doubt I would whoop Stephen Wang's ass in back. No doubt. I think the Padres and the Athletics are both in the same boat, you know, both small market teams, both teams with the kind of the same record, both teams play the same way, grinding out at bats, great pitching, um, deep lineups, and both teams kind of struggling this year and on the outside looking in. 
Uh, one more focus is AWRSS before we get to awesome announcements on final thoughts. I think the Padres and the Athletics are both in the same boat. I just love to repeat that video. Folks, buy your stock in the Georgia Bulldogs. This is the year that the Georgia Bulldogs under head coach Kirby Smart and star quarterback JT Daniels will win it all. Kirby Smart has his best quarterback that he's ever had at Georgia. He's got an amazing group of running backs, amazing group of wide receivers. Tight ends are beasts. Offensive line, nobody can move them. Defense, this is the best defense he's also had at Georgia as well. Plus Alabama, they have a very, very young quarterback. He's unproven. He hasn't even started a game. Every team besides Georgia is weak in the SEC. Buy your stock now in Georgia. This is Georgia's year, folks. Really, Isaiah, this is the year for the Georgia Bulldogs. Give it a couple of weeks. Give it a couple months. When the college football season ends in 2022, we will revisit that video that you are so sure about. And as we end every Isaiah Rosas video, we were going to the MS6 National Anthem. Isaiah loses again. Isaiah loses again. Ten games of losing. Isaiah loses again. Skull, 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 skull. Skull, 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 skull. Still keep on losing. Isaiah loses again. Isaiah loses again. Isaiah loses again. Ten games of losing, Isaiah loses again. He's worse than Stephen Wayne. He's worse than Stephen Wayne. Skills keep on losing. Skull, 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 skull. Just make sure you remember that Isaiah Leong when the college football season ends and you were saying goodbye, your stock for the Georgia Bulldogs. They're going to win. It all. But without further ado, folks, as I do for every program on the God Everybody Sports Network, excuse me, let's go into today's final thoughts. Give me just a moment into today's final thoughts. Again, thank you all so much for watching here. The John Awkward Show on the God over Money Sports Network. Here we get to have episodes. I have a lot of them. During the NFL season, we are very, very busy. We have a lot of great guests this, this off-season now to kind of reflect before we get into some announcements here on the God Over Money Sports Network here. Again, folks, before we really do, if anybody has any prayer requests, make sure you can email Network at gmail.com or text 281 675-5081 and one of the members of the God of Money Sports Network will talk with you and will pray with you and those prayer requests will be kept in a private between the person that requested the prayer and the person that responded to that requested prayer. Again, folks, this offseason has been crazy. We've been busy. We've got amazing men at Darren Smith, we got Chris Boussard, Brian Finley, Dean Smith, Kamel Janae, who we decided to have on a couple of hours ago to talk his career. It has so many people 
has been a busy off season. I want to thank you all so much for the support. And we all are so close. Road to 100,000 total views. Started that one due 2020, February 15th, 2020. Right before COVID started, wanted to get truly into the sports podcast world, spent some time on Complete Sports Shop with Dylan. That got the road on the map. Started that one due 2020, February 15th. 2020. That was such an exciting time and not knowing where it was going to go. Should we start just doing videos or maybe just doing podcasts? And I was like, you know what? Just start those videos. Just do it because you never know what's going to happen. And now we are at, I believe, almost we are almost to 91,000 total views. So a little over 9,000 views to go. And then we'll get to our 100K special show that could happen in a couple months or a couple weeks who knows make sure to push that like button here for the got my sports network and subscribe on your favorite social media platform any single podcast platform that you can think of got my sports network the john Alford show is going to be on there without further ado busy off season thank you all so much for the support and all the guests that came on as we head to the 2021 NFL season, but without further ado, the special guest that we have tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Center Time, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific and 8 Eastern, Kyle McClurg, as all of you know, on the MS6 Sports Network, will be joining John Alcorn on the John Alcorn Show tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, to talk his career and how he got started, kind of he's been helping me out a lot. I can't thank Callum McClurk enough. But again, folks, tomorrow night, Callum McClurk will be joining the show, the John Oakburn Show, on the Gutter Money Sports Network tomorrow night. And one more announcement before we end the show is that I'm in talks with somebody to join the network. We're going to have a show here on the God Over Money Sports Network called Complete Sports Talk. We started out with Dylan Glad, who's been a huge supporter, a great friend of mine. We did that for a bit. That got my feet wet. And now we're bringing Complete Sports Talk to the God of Money Sports Network. And I have a good friend of mine that's going to be joining Complete Sports Talk very soon to add a second show to the God Over Money Sports Network. Again, folks, we're adding a second show to the God Over Money Sports Network in the next couple of weeks. More details on that coming very soon. And running a solo network, it's great to have more people on that have the same vision. And before we go, I want to thank Brandon Herrera, Alex Perez for tuning in to the show and giving their great, great thoughts here. Brandon Herrera for the Coast to Coast Entertainment Network on the roads. Between the roads, they do a lot of great content on the Coast to Coast Entertainment Network. Of course, Alex Perez, he has his Cowboys Talk on all podcast social media platforms. Thank you all so much for the support. We'll see y'all later. God bless.
lost my check. This is not the Los Angeles LeBron. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. How did you get blocked by LeBron James on Twitter? Talking about, you know, wanting to inspire and, and like, I'm inspired right now. I want to run through a brick wall for you right now. I cutthroat. It's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. God put me in a position. It's always a good time when I get to get on that dude 2020 show.